and welcome to a spoiler-filled podcast about Scream 6. I say that, but, I mean, you can't exactly, you, you can't not talk about the movie and spoil it. Yeah. You have to spoil it. Yeah. I'm Jimmy. I'm Jen. Yeah, so, uh, this is a departure from our normal podcast, which is, uh, so, what's the problem? But we usually do these kind of things where we just watch a movie and something that we like, and then we just decide to talk about it, because we both love the Scream franchise. Mm-hmm. One of us more than the other, but I still love the Scream franchise, even though I think Scream 3 is one of the worst horror movies ever made. It is terrible. Yeah. I'm not arguing <laughs> with you about that. We've, we've done an entire podcast about that. <laughs> um. So yeah, we both saw Scream 6. It is the latest in the franchise, but it's also the sequel to Scream 5, mm-hmm. Um. which sounds strange, but... You know, it's its own kind of thing now. It's evolving into its own thing, which I like. So, um, did you enjoy this movie, Jen? Did you like it? <laughs> I did. Is that, is that a stupid question? I did. I haven't had as much time to process it as I normally do because um, I was supposed to see it with my husband and he has COVID. Mm. And so I went and saw it by myself. First movie I've seen by myself probably since Aloha, which I was too embarrassed to go see it with anybody else. Uh, Aloha, that is. You know, the movie was over, I left theater, and I went home, and it was just like, I guess I go to bed now. Like, I didn't get to talk to anybody about it. Like, <laughs> there was there was no yeah. discussing it or anything, so I haven't processed it in the same way I usually do, because I've just yeah been by myself. But I, I'm still, still mulling over what I think about the killers, but I liked the rest of it. Right. Okay, I have issues with this movie because I always do. <laughs> but I actually like this movie more than I like Scream 5. Okay. I think I've came to that conclusion. Because you know I wasn't a huge fan of Scream 5. Mm-hmm. But I do think I like this more. And I think it's because it is evolving into its own thing now. You, on the surface level, it's like it's a carbon copy of Scream 2. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, they leave Woodsboro to go to, to, go to college in a, a different city. Um, the killer is the parent of a previous killer. Mm-hmm. Before the third killer shows their face, uh, Sydney says Gail because she thinks it's Gail, and then in this one, she says Mindy because she thinks it's Mindy, but it's not. It's Quinn. Um, that doesn't make sense to me why she thought it was Mindy, yeah, but it's, it's only either. because it's a parallel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't believe that Sam would blame Mindy, but it's still good because this this is nothing to do with Sydney. Mm-hmm. This is a direct reaction to what happened in the previous movie and Sydney had nothing to do with this. Sydney's not getting anything to do with this and I don't even know why Gail's here to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I like it more. I think this one, it has its issues with certain things that we'll get into but uh, I think I like this one more. I think. I th- I'm sure I do. Yeah, see, I have a problem because I remember after seeing Scream 5, Dylan was um, ranking them. And I was like, but I've only seen Scream 5 once and I've seen all these other movies a million times. Like, I can't rank them until I've caught mm. up to the viewings a little bit because it's, I know the movies so well, it just seems wrong to compare something I just saw to something I've seen like 20 times. Um, mm. And at this point, I have seen Scream 5 like four or five times because that's the thing about it going to streaming so quickly yeah is that i've just had in fact i'm technically in the middle of it because my kid and i started watching it a few weeks ago but he can't sit through a damn movie so we've only watched part of it yeah 
Um, this one ups the violence as well. I have issues with that as well, so we'll we'll talk about that. Um, can I read you the 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 bad IMDb trivia I found before I forget? Of course you can. Okay, this is two stupid trivias in one. Um, there is a teaser scene for Scream Six that shows Sam and Tara hiding from Ghostface while in a convenience store. This is reminiscent of the scene in the original Scream where Sydney and Tatum are at the local grocery store getting items for the party at the Mocker residence. No, it's not. It's not at all. Nothing like that at all, no. Oh, they're in a store. Anyway, the audience briefly sees reflection of Ghostface in the glass door of the cooler as he stalks Sydney and Tatum. And here's the really stupid part. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, Sydney and Sam start with S and Tatum and Tara start with T. Who who thinks this stuff is interesting enough to put on IMDb? I thought... Um... It, it was annoying enough to me that they were comparing the scene in the grocery store in the first one to this because... I know. It's nothing. But then to just be like, well, their names start with the same letters. I was like, I got a screenshot of that. That's stupid. Yeah, very stupid. Right, so we'll start with just talking about the opening scenes then. And I think the opening scenes to this are great. Mm-hmm. They subvert your expectation. We see Samara weaving. Mm-hmm. Nice to see Samara weaving um, from Radio Not, Radio Silence's other movie they did before they started the Scream movies. And. She is in a bar and she gets a phone call from a guy, blah, 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 blah. Uh, she goes outside and foolishly, foolishly crosses the road to go down an alleyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a horror movie. Uh, she doesn't know she's in a horror movie. Uh, and then she's attacked by Flash Thompson from the Spider-Man movies. I like that because mm-hmm. with these kind of movies, you automatically think the opening kill, that that's going to be the killer for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But it's not, because this guy dies in the very next Yeah, scene. it was, I was, and it was the first moment where I was like, I wish I wasn't seeing this by myself, because I'm sitting there, there's like no one to turn to to react to when he takes the mask off. I'm like, I am alone here. It it made me very sad. I'm used to that, though. I'm used to that. I go to the cinema all the, all the time by myself. I don't... I used to go a lot more, but what, to see something I'm so excited about, and something that I definitely, it's the kind of movie I react to a lot, and I need to like... Like, it's more enjoyable to me to have someone else there. So, um, and I also, mm-hmm. like, it was a pretty empty theater. Like, there was no one around me. So I wasn't even getting a feeling for what the other people in the theater were thinking. Hey. And I, like, I, I just, that was kind of weird for me, too. Normally, I'm in a fuller theater. So the opening scene, a lot of people complained in Scream 5 about the opening scene because it's not a kill, because Tara lives. Yeah, and people complained that oh, this is a you know subversion. This this isn't scream. I don't like it. So I wonder what those people think about this yeah. opening scene because it's also subversion. But people die in it, and you see a chopped up body in a fridge. So maybe mm-hmm. they like that. Well, the thing I loved about Scream Five was that the first scene was like your first glimpse of the fact that they aren't good killers. <laughs> like that was my favorite thing about Scream Five is that yeah, they weren't good. They weren't good at what they were doing. They were terrible. So many people survived. Mm, no as many as this. Well, yeah. This, this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, but the thing that makes me, that I like about the, like, Scream 5, it was kind of a surprise that so many people survived. But with this, it's, mm. honestly, when they said the setting was going to be New York City, I was like, hmm. And I feel like it'd be harder to uh, isolate someone and, and stab them to death in a big city. Yeah. Like, he's stabbing Mindy on the subway that's going to be a little harder to get away with than at like a house party in the middle of nowhere yeah no that's true that's absolutely true but when they do get stabbed they all live 
Yeah. They should just change this franchise to Stab because everyone gets stabbed in this movie. Everybody gets stabbed in this mm-hmm. movie. And they all live. All the all the the core four live and Gale lives and I mean I don't. I didn't want Gail to die because that was just built too much like doing yeah. the last movie. It's like just bring back a franchise, a legacy character, and kill them off. It's fine just to leave them alive, but just she didn't have to be in it. Well, and Gail Weathers, it like it makes sense for Sydney to be like, see ya, and just go hide. Mm-hmm. But Gail wants to be part of the story all the time. So yeah, um, and her job. Is you know sort of it makes her part of the story mm-hmm. as well you know so yeah 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 but I like that we also got a mention of Mark mm-hmm. Mark and the kids yeah good old Patrick Dempsey from Scream Three yeah. I like that I like that she married him yeah we don't we don't need to see him we don't need to see them together we don't need them pictures or anything you just know she married Mark mm-hmm. and that's great yeah and they've got kids and they're happy they I mean maybe not happy that they have to go and run and hide <laughs> once a year now yeah. but. I'm really curious what Sydney is. They said that they had a big story for Sydney in this movie, and I'm just really curious what it was, what the original script was. Yeah, I don't know what it could have been. I'm glad Sydney's not in this. I know that seems blasphemous, but no, I'm fine with it. I like, I love Nev Campbell, and I'm really curious what they would have been doing with her. But the fact that they had introduced all these new characters, like it. I know Sydney was in the last one, but I don't think about Sydney at all when I think about the last one. Like, and Dewey was in it a lot more, and Gail, and so, but like Sydney, mm. the last one, it would have made sense if she just wasn't there either. Yeah. But Gail, it makes total sense to me to have her there. Mm-hmm. And she also, like, Sydney's, you know, a leading lady, right? Like, she's someone that you're going to want to have a bigger role. But Gail, it's actually okay, kind of, I think, better. Like, it, it works for her to have her more on the side. Mm-hmm. that's how it is in the other movies um i'm glad they're not trying to force anything because i i just worry that if sydney were in it it would feel forced no definitely that's what i felt as well because it's it's not sydney's story anymore they make that abundantly clear at the end of the movie with the the killer's motives that has got nothing to do with sydney mm-hmm. it's to do with sam and tara you know sam it's to do with sam and Sam just so happens to be the daughter of Billy Loomis, and that's a connection to the original Screams and, and um, Sydney. It's not Sydney's story anymore. But yeah, it does make sense for Gail to be there because of her job and the fact that she always wants to be in the story. She wants the story. She wants to be part of the story. She wants to write another book. Her whole career is based around this. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the, char- the new characters, right? I think the character work in this is really good. Mm-hmm. I think... There's a lot better, there's more, much more um, better character work in this one than there is in the previous one. Because the previous one is basically just, here's the legacy characters. Here's the ones you love. They're passing the torch to these other ones. Mm -hmm. We don't really get to know them that well. But this one, we get to know them (laughs) a lot. Um, And I wasn't a huge fan of Sam in the last movie. Mm -hmm. I think she's improved a lot and I like her character better because of what she's gone through. And I think it's terrible that she's gone through all this shit where she's getting blamed for the killings and Richie was innocent and all that. And you can imagine that that would happen because that sort of thing does happen yeah. in real life. Um, so what do you think about the, the characters then in this one? Do you think that they're better served? I liked them. Um, they, you know, when they introduced the new characters, they were so kind of nothing. You know what I mean? Like Quinn... Like, she had a bit of a personality, but, like, she was gone pretty quickly. And Ethan was 
like nothing, which is smart. Like I wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. him at all. No, no. Um, no. Yeah, I liked the characters from the last movie. Seeing them again, it was nice to see Tara get to be like a normal person because she was in the hospital the entire last movie. Yeah. We didn't really get to see much of how she normally is. Yeah, she was a victim. She wasn't a character. Yeah, and then obviously seeing Kirby was fantastic. I think she was kind of underserved, but it was good to see her back. She was a little underserved, but I'd rather have too little than too much. Like, it's that thing of me worrying about how, how the, like, if it would have felt forced if Sydney were there. Like, I... I worry if, because they know how much people love Kirby, if they put her in there too much, it might have been, it might have been overkill. Pardon the pun. Could you imagine the, the uproar if Kirby was actually the killer? They had me for a second. For a second, they they <laughs> tricked me and I was like, wait. That, yeah. You know, I think the reason that I was questioning like how I feel about the killers, because I, I, I think I ultimately do like how it ended but i think the problem for me is i was so into the movie itself and i was so into the characters and stuff that Mm -hmm. i wasn't even really curious who the killer was oh really like that i wasn't thinking about it in the same way i usually am in these movies i was more interested in in what was going on with everyone else and then when it was like oh we're revealing them now oh yeah that's who it is oh there's three of them like that i was like that's not where my mind was at at the moment. Yeah, I like that there's three of them. Yeah. They make a point of saying that Roman Bridger was the only solo killer mm-hmm. um, in Scream 3. They make a point of that. So maybe they're trying to make you think that, yeah, this could also be a, a solo killer, mm-hmm. but not this three. This is this is different for Scream. There's three instead of two or one. It turns out that it's, it's the detective, Detective Bailey, who I what it was from the beginning really yeah and yeah because they, they because of the, the actor they hired to be honest with you mm-hmm. i don't know why hmm. it's just he, i recognize that actor he must be the killer it also turns out that it's ethan who you mentioned who you didn't think it was at all mm-hmm. because he played that really well they write it in as though to say audience don't worry about ethan it's not ethan because he's he's a he's not even a red herring. He's mm-hmm. just you know he's fine. He's just in the corner. He's just this wee geeky guy. Don't worry about him. And it is him. And Quinn, who we thought died. Yeah, they had you with Kirby for a minute. Then did they? For a minute, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I I think they had me because I hadn't really been thinking about who it was. Right. I was just kind of like just along for the ride. Yeah. yeah. And so when he said Kirby, I was like, oh shit! Wouldn't that be insane? Hmm. It would, it would suck for them to bring her back just to have her be the killer. Yeah, or to get killed off. Yeah, because she probably would have been killed off being the killer. Because mm-hmm. the killers never survive in these movies. But yeah, the motivation in this, um, and this is going back to what I said earlier about this isn't Sydney's story because this is Sam's story now. It's, this is all about Sam and Tara, but Tara's more a sort of sidekick, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's you know she's emotional support. Sam is getting blamed for the the. Murders and people think that um, uh, by by, you know, the internet, um, she was clearly cleared by the actual authorities, but the internet thinks they know better. But that's all because that Detective Bailey started that rumor mm-hmm. that um, Richie was innocent because Richie was his son. Yeah, and Quinn and Ethan were Richie's brother and sister, sister and brother. Because I said Quinn first. So yeah, what do you think of that then? <laughs> I mean, Richie clearly comes from a fucked up family. Yeah, and a big family as well. Yeah. 
And it, but it also kind of goes along with like, I mean, they don't really talk about it in Scream 2, but the thing of like, maybe Billy got that way because his mom was unstable. Not everyone who has a loved one, like who has a child who who gets murdered, goes out and yeah. revenge. So if if these people are getting revenge, then there must have always been something there, right? And then they pass it on to their kids. Must have been. Clearly, this family's fucked up, so it makes sense that Richie did what he did. Mm-hmm. My mind was kind of going while I was watching it, like kind of racing, like just kind of you know when you find out who the killer is and you start thinking back to different things, and it's just. Um, I I feel like I missed something. How did they know those other two guys were going to kill? I don't know. They didn't say. I don't know how. No, they, I don't think they okay, said. Okay, because I didn't. I, I didn't I know if remember. I like missed something or what. But I'm that. That was my biggest problem. Is I was like, how did they know about the other two guys? Yeah. Well, the whole the whole setup, the cinema that's full of memorabilia, memorabilia from all the previous crime scenes, doesn't make sense to me either. No, that doesn't make sense. Like, one or two items is perfectly fine, but they've got fucking everything They've there. got the TV. They've got the TV that killed Stu. They've got the fucking... All the killer's outfits. They've got the fax machine. Exactly, the fax machine that blew up and the lighter that's next to it. it makes no sense. And they've also got Dewey's um, sheriff outfit mm-hmm. from Scream 4. Like, how did they get that? <laughs> I mean, they try to sort of pan it off by saying, oh, you know, cops like money and, yeah. you know, but... But that's insane. That's insane. There must be a very rich cop in Woodsboro. To... Yeah, I... <laughs> he's just sitting there with millions because he's sold all this stuff. I think, because the masks are going a bit far, but, like, I could have accepted that, but there was too much there. Yeah. There was too much there, and I would have... um like, I was, at the time, I was waiting for an explanation of, like, maybe it was, like, props from the movies or something. Yeah. The stab movies. But um, it doesn't make sense that they would have all that stuff at all. No. It doesn't even make sense that all that stuff would be in any kind of evidence or anything. No. Gail's top story jacket was there. Or I guess it was probably the cameraman's jacket. It was a cameraman's, yeah. Yeah. It was Kenny's um jacket. Uh, and a copy of Gail's book, which you could get anywhere. Mm-hmm. All the, the knives, all the murder weapons were there, and they all still had blood on them. Yeah. Doesn't make much sense to me. So let's talk about the violence. Okay. <laughs> um, it sort of ups the ante a little bit here of the violence, and I think it kind of goes a little bit too far mm-hmm. in certain aspects, because... There's only so many times you can see someone getting stabbed a thousand times and it gets really boring. Mm-hmm. But like the opening kill with Samara Weaving, she gets stabbed a lot mm-hmm. and then she gets slashed. But that seems to happen like all the other characters get stabbed multiple times and they're fine. The only thing that these killers have going for them is the fact that they can stab people in the stomach. They don't seem to have anything else. The shotgun, mm-hmm. sure, that was there as convenience in a convenience store. People complained about that in the trailer, didn't they? They did, which I think is, it's kind of like, it's not like the killer's walking around with a shotgun. The convenience store owner had a shotgun and he took it. Like, that makes total sense. And I also, there is something about the fact that it's, you see them with a gun earlier than the third act that, I don't know, that's I mm-hmm. something different. Like, we don't want to have the same thing over and over again. It's nice to have these changes. Yeah. Um, and it also, it, it does have, because the killer usually doesn't have a gun until the end, it does have an impact. It's like on um 
on Buffy when Warren shows up with a gun and it's like, you don't see guns in the world of Buffy. That's not something you see. No. So it makes an impact when you see it. And it was, I had that same feeling mm-hmm. here where it was like, it makes it a little scarier because it's a little realer and it's, it, yeah. they don't have to get close to, to shoot you. They can shoot you from far away. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was great. I love the fact that because he, they walk into the convenience store, they hide and there's a guy who confronts Ghostface and Ghostface stabs him a lot of times again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, right, just stab them once or slit his throat. You don't need to, it's just the way that they keep showing that. And it's like, it's getting boring. But then, the guy with the shotgun comes along <laughs> and Ghostface blows his head off with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I saw it in the trailer, but that was fucking amazing. I love that. And then you don't see a, the Ghostface with the shotgun again. Yeah. So they just leave it when they run away from the cops. Mindy has a girlfriend and every time she turns up, I'm like, oh, she's in this movie. Can't remember her name. Annika. Is it? Right. I'll take you on for it. I only remember that because I know a girl named Annika. All right, okay. She's she's nothing. Yeah. She's a nothing character, and then she dies. The whole sort of her falling off the ladder and then hitting her head off the uh, dump stand and falling on the ground, we didn't need to see her face. Yeah. It's like, that's that's the whole thing about these movies is they, they think that you have to see the gore, mm-hmm. and you have to see like the after effects and stuff, and it's like, you don't really. We, we know she's dead because that would have killed her. That was horrible. Yeah. We didn't have to see the close-up of her face with blood pouring out of where I used to be. Didn't need that. Yeah. Right. Another part I don't like about these two new Scream movies is that they do a lot of sort of set-up, but the payoff isn't that great. Like, towards the end where it's just the cop that's left, right? Bailey is the only one that's left. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing is about Sam being like her dad. And Sam has put on... Oh, and, and Sam's dad's looking 50, by the way, in the because, you know, he's he is about 50, and he's yeah. looking his age in those. <laughs> uh, but, you know, whatever. You don't see him. You only see him in reflections. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the, the cop is doing the standard sort of where are you kind of thing, and then she's pretending to, like, hide and scare him and stuff, but then she just comes out, takes a mask off and stabs him. Yeah. It was kind of anticlimactic for me, just that, like, that big build-up of, oh, what's she going to do? What's she gonna, oh, no, she's just going to stab him. That's it, okay. 31 times. <laughs> so what do you think about Tara in this movie, then? I liked her. Um, I like the, the dynamic with Tara um, and Sam. Mm-hmm. All of Jen Ortega. It was nice watching her. It was nice. Oh, yeah. It, was, it wasn't until this movie that I realized, oh, we didn't really get, you know, a ton of her personality in the last movie. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice seeing her just trying to live her life and move on. I don't know. Yeah, I like the stuff with the sisters. And and I feel like the girl who played Sam was better in this one than she was the last one. Definitely. She was much better. She was given much to, more to do in this, I think. Yeah. Emotion-wise. I'm just, I'm at the point where I'm going to be really pissed if the next movie doesn't have something to do with Sam going kind of crazy. Because it's like they've been setting it up. Mm-hmm. If there's never any payoff for that, that's going to be a bummer. Well, I think it was kind of hinted at that it was paid off in this, though. She goes ham on the cop. Yeah, but I need more than that. No, I know, but then she stops, and it's Tara that actually just sort of gives her a look like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Carry on. And then she stabs him in the head. So I think it's shown that while Sam has the, the devil's gene in her, 
even though it still makes no sense that Billy Loomis is her dad, but it's fine. Um, but then it's Tara who keeps her level. Mm-hmm. But as long as Tara's there and Tara's safe, then everyone else is safe. So, I mean, the next movie would have to kill Tara off for Sam to go absolutely batshit insane and kill people. It's just there's that moment at the end where she's like holding the mask and she's looking at it and it's like she goes somewhere else for a second. And I'm like, I need a payoff for this. But then she dumps it, though. Yeah, she dumps but the mask and leaves it lying there. Still, I think that's supposed to say that it's over. No, I I need more. I want her to go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that shot of the the mask when she dumps the mask on the on the ground mm-hmm. and they're walking away. That's in the trailer. Oh, is it? Yeah, and that's the last shot of the movie. <laughs> I didn't notice. Let's let's go through things that I wrote down here. Uh this is the first screen movie to be filmed outside of the US because mm-hmm. it was filmed in Canada. Cute boy, we've not mentioned him. Yeah. Cute boy from across the other building. Cute boy is played by 36-year-old Josh Aguera. Uh, I never suspected him at all, no. at least. That, that's the thing is I honestly think throughout the movie, like I was just enjoying the movie, I didn't really suspect anyone at any point. So everything was just a surprise to me because I hadn't been thinking about it at all. I suspected the cop, yeah. But that's it. I didn't. I didn't think he'd have like two family members with him. I didn't mm. know there was three. I wouldn't have guessed that. I thought it could have just have been, you know, him. Because uh, it's just convenient that he was there when they saw the shrine and all that. And mm. Apparently, Courtney Cox is the only actress to appear in six back-to-back horror movies. People would say Resident Evil mm. because Mila jo- Jovovich is in that, but those are more action movies mm-hmm. than horror movies. Yeah. Roger L. Jackson was back as the voice of Ghostface because absolutely you have to. Yeah. And he's been the voice of Ghostface in all six movies and season three of the TV show. Oh, really? I didn't know that. The first two seasons of Scream, the TV show, had nothing to do with it. Well, none of them have anything to do with the movies. But they didn't have the rights to the mask. Mm -hmm. So they had a different mask. And they thought that because they don't have the rights to the mask, they wouldn't get Roger Jackson to do the voice. But then in Scream 3, by that time, they had the rights to the mask. Scream Season 3, sorry. They had the rights to the mask, so they got Roger Jackson back for the voice. Okay. Did you ever watch that show? I saw the first few episodes. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. There's some good kills in it. And yeah, and the characters are likable enough. And a couple of times when it's like, oh, didn't want them to die. Mm-hmm. The first two seasons are actually pretty, quite solid. The third one's garbage. <laughs> what did you think of the fact that this is set at Halloween? I think that's the only way you could do it, to have Ghostface in the city mm-hmm. and have it actually work. That's the only way. And I also think that if this were real, if if there was really somebody killing people dressed as Ghostface, that you got to be a real asshole to dress up as Ghostface for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like, to, like, to think about the fact that they're... Because we watch it, and I think there's kind of a disconnect because it's a movie character dust, right? So we're used to seeing we're used to seeing Ghostface at Halloween because it's a movie character. Mm-hmm. But if you sit there and you really think about the fact that like there have been multiple murderers that have used this costume, it's like how are they even selling this still? How is this even still a thing? I know it's it's very disturbing when you think about it. But that's why they go the whole stab movie route, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because they'll just say, oh, it's because it's in the movies, so I'm wearing it because it's in the movies. I'm not doing it because it's a real... There will be some people who are doing it because it's mm-hmm. a real thing, but there will be other people who maybe not realise that it's a real thing, and they just think it's a movie kind Yeah, that's Especially true. considering Scream... Uh, sorry, Stab 5 involves time travel. 
considering the original Stab movie came out in the 90s, yeah. we saw a lot of people dressed up as different things in this movie. Did you catch them? I didn't catch all of them. I missed the Ready or Not girl. Yeah. I missed that. Smarter weaving outfit, I did yeah. see. I did see some uh, Michael Myers, which mm-hmm. terrifies me because tend to see michael myers at at halloween and i get scared like trick-or-treating and stuff yeah um, i'm always scared by michael myers um but yeah i wasn't paying as much attention to the costumes as i probably will in future viewings yeah there's a pinhead mm-hmm, i did see the pinhead and there's a babadook i never saw that yeah the babadook's there and i'm amazed that uh they never had jenna ortega's character notice the babadook mm-hmm. uh considering it's her favorite horror movie yeah um, and also, for some reason, someone is dressed up as uh, Mojo Jojo from the Powerpuff Girls. Mojo Jojo from the Powerpuff Girls is voiced by Roger L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like little Easter eggs like that. Yeah, I uh, I definitely didn't think to be looking as closely at all the costumes. It's like Whenever I was reading the trivia, I was like, oh, there was a lot of interesting stuff here that I missed. Yeah. Right, so the the whole sort of thing with the cop, he asks for background on Kirby, mm-hmm. and then he says that Kirby is no longer in the FBI, that she's gone nuts, and that's why people think that Kirby's the killer. Mm-hmm. But then obviously, because <laughs> he's the killer, it's like, yeah, nah, it's, you know, the killer is trying to set up someone else as the killer. Yeah, uh, and I thought that was quite sort of smart, but mm-hmm. I did think it was him from the beginning. It just stuck in my head that I thought it was him, but it didn't. I mean, it didn't bother my enjoyment. I still liked like the reveal, and mm-hmm. he shot Kirby twice, and she lived. Everybody lives. You can't kill anyone else off in these movies. It's like all the new characters die, apart from cute boy played by thirty-six-year-old Josh Aguera. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have anyone else to come back in the next one. It's just going to be the core four and Cute Boy, played by 36-year-old Josh Shigera. You're obsessed with that. The only other thing I can say about this movie is I liked it more than Scream 5. I don't know why. I think Scream 5 is more of a Scream movie, Mm -hmm. but I think because this does something different and it goes to the big city, Mm -hmm. because you've never really had that before. I mean, you had... um, they were in Hollywood, they were in California, but you never really saw, like, the streets. You never saw, you know, them running about alleys and stuff like that Yeah. in California. So this actually utilises the whole... Um, I mean, that would have made sense if they had uh, someone dressed as Ghostface in Hollywood, because yeah. people dress up characters all the time in Hollywood. That would make more sense if they dug into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. How would you rate the Scream movies, not including this one? I still don't know. It's, it's so tough because it's like, obviously Scream 3 is the worst. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I like Scream 1 and Scream 2, like in that order. But then when you get to 4 and 5. So it's the changeable. They're so different from the others. They're so separate just because, you know, it's not just Sydney and the gang and all that stuff that it's it gets hard for me to. Mm-hmm. To figure out what I think there, because I like them both. Um, I think maybe I lean more towards Scream 5 these days, but mm. um, Scream 4 and Scream 5 are pretty close for me. Right. Well, my ranking is 1, 2, 4, 6, 5, a kick in the bollocks, and then 3. <laughs> I still enjoy watching it, even though it's not good, but... Uh, oh, I hate it. I, you know uh, that. I hate yeah, it. <laughs> and then I obviously can't rank 6. 
without no. watching it a few more times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I um, I think it's hard. It gets. I I have trouble ranking movies though. I somebody recently asked me. Yes, yeah, so it does sometimes. But somebody asked me my top five um, Marvel movies recently, and I couldn't handle that question. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, you see, same here. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I think I know what my number one is, but it does change. But uh, Winter Soldier's probably my number one. Mm. Um, but then I also love like End Game and. Mm-hmm. That, but yeah it's the same thing with like um buffy seasons like i have trouble ranking buffy seasons because a lot of it just depends on what did i watch most recently but they're all so different and these screen movies like especially this one's so different from the others yeah it feels hard to compare the the trailer for this movie it did one thing right and one thing wrong okay the trailer shows the scene there's two trailers but one of the trailers shows the scene where they're in the subway, mm-hmm. but the trailer's edited to make it look like Mindy is with them. Yeah. And that's great, mm-hmm. because in the movie, she gets separated and she's in her own carriage with Ethan. Um, she's in a different train, and I like that, because the trailer made me think that, oh, what's going to happen there? They can't just kill her next to her friends. Mm-hmm. But then she gets stabbed and she lives. But then the thing that does wrong is the other trailer where it shows basically all of the Gale Weather scene. Mm-hmm. In our house, in our apartment. Mm-hmm. I, I assume it's to make you think, oh, is she going to die? But she doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it's pointless. Just don't show it. I didn't realize until this movie that she hadn't spoken to Ghostface. Yeah. She never she never has, no. And that's that's one of the things that made me think she might die. Because I was like, oh, now it finally happens and she's going to die. Like, I really... They had me, <clears> like, till the very end of the movie when they confirmed she was alive. I was like... Because I don't want them just killing off no. legacy characters one after the other. Like, I don't mind them killing them off, but not two movies in a row, especially when we don't know if we'll see Sydney again, you know? So what do you want from a Scream 7 then? If we get a Scream 7, it looks like we probably will, because this movie is doing quite well in mm-hmm. cinema just now. So And the critics love it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think they like it more than the last one. Mm-hmm. What would you expect from a Scream 7 then? Do you think you should maybe just have just these new characters and none of the legacies, or...? I want the legacy. I mean, I want Gail around, um, even if it's just a scene or two. I don't. She doesn't need to be there all the time. But like, like with this movie, she was there a little, and yeah, it would it it would feel weird to me if Gail isn't there chasing the story in some way because this is her life. Like this is her career. We don't need another Gail confrontation with Ghostface. We don't need Gail to get in a fight with Ghostface and get stabbed again or shot again yeah, or whatever. I don't need I don't need that, but I, I just want her somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see something happening with Sam and her mental illness. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I haven't gotten the payoff I need for this. They've they've put little you know, they've tried to put little ideas in our head about, you know, what she could be or whatever. And I, I don't know what I think that would be, if that would be her being the killer or her I don't know. I don't have the imagination for it. <laughs> so I'm not a writer. No, no. I understand. understand. I feel like there's got to be something, something there. That's what I want. And then if they, you know, if they do another one, they, I like Mindy and I like her brother. Well, I don't like him enough to remember his name, but. Chad. Chad. Of course, Chad. What, how did I forget that? Um, I like Chad and Mindy and Tara and Sam and everything, but if they do another one, someone's got to die. Yeah. Like, they can't be surviving all of them. Because, I mean, even, even Dewey dies died eventually you know what i mean and mm-hmm. going back to the similarities with scream 2 there was a core four in scream 2 
and Randy died. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, maybe they were banking on people remembering that and thinking, oh, one of these people are going to die. And it looked like it was going to be Chad. But he gets stabbed so many times Mm -hmm. and he lives. It's ridiculous. I I would honestly be interested in if Sam goes crazy or something. Like, it would be really interesting to see some sort of showdown with her and Sydney. Mm. That would be interesting to me. I don't mind that Sydney's not in this one. No. I don't like the idea that we never see Sydney again. That's like, I'm fine with her not being in them, but like, I would, I want to see Sydney again at some point and I want to have Campbell to get paid well. Yeah, absolutely. But the only, the only way they could really bring back Sydney is to have her part of the story. Because the only reason she came back in the fifth movie is because Dewey died. That's the only reason why she showed up, because one of her best friends died. Yeah. That's fair enough, but what something has to happen in this next movie for her to show up. Mm-hmm. Because in this movie, Gail tells Sydney that, that it's happening again, again for the sixth fucking time. It's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And wh- what does what does Sydney do? Her and Mark take the kids and go into hiding mm-hmm. again. That's what she should be doing. Yeah. But the killer's not interested in her. Mm-hmm. So the killer wouldn't really... The only reason the killer went after Gail is because Gail's in the, f- the vicinity. Gail's mm-hmm. in New York. And it would be great to kill a legacy character. I never want them to force her... To make it seem forced that Cindy comes back. But as a fan, I would like to see her come back at some point. I would like to see them figure something out. Yeah. Even if it's just like in the fifth movie where it's like a, a phone call yeah. and she's there. I, that doesn't bother me. Just have her on the phone. And who knows, maybe in the next 10 years or so, a killer comes after one of her kids. Maybe, yeah. And we don't actually know how old her kids are, too. Because while there was never any mention of Mark or the kids in the fourth movie, they never said she didn't have a husband and kid. Like, we have no idea how long she and Mark have been together. We have no idea the ages of their... Well, she's pushing a stroller in... In five. Yeah, so she's got at least one younger kid, but like... They can get around that kind of stuff since they never actually gave us any definite ages or anything. Yeah, because Scream Free was 2000. Mm-hmm. So they could have had a kid and say 2002 and that kid will be 21 this year. Mm-hmm. You know, kid, she could have a grown-up kid. She just never mentioned her kid. Yeah, that That's something I saw about people in the uh, comments and about Scream 5. Uh, people complained about the fact that Deputy or now Sheriff Hicks, had a kid, a 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid, mm-hmm. because she didn't have one in Scream 4, the first time we saw her. And it's like, how do you know she didn't have a kid? We never saw her home life. Yeah. She could have had, a, he would have been a toddler then. They're not going to mention him. Yeah. Why would they mention him? Well, that was my thought. And I think that, like, there's this belief that you should know so much about these characters. And, like, there's a point in the movie where Tara says something about um, how she doesn't want to obsess about something that happened to them over three days a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good point. Like, of course, we don't know anything about Deputy Hicks's home life because exactly we see a couple days mm-hmm. in her work life. Yeah, no, that is a good point. Like, she has a crush on Dewey. That's all we know. Yeah, and that she likes to bake. Lemon squares. And that's it. It is fine that she has a kid. And because I remember having that thought, mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, I didn't know she had a kid. And I'm like, why would I? Yeah, exactly. Why would we know? There's no reason why I would think she wouldn't. So yeah. Oh, before I forget, there was one point where someone said something about Stu Mocker mm. and the TV that killed him. And then I think it was Mindy said, if you believe he's dead or something like that. Mm. And I wanted to mention that because there has been a conspiracy online where people are convinced that Stu never actually died because they've technically never, yeah. until this movie, they never actually said that he died. We just assumed he died. And there are people who have been convinced that he was still alive. Fuck that. And that we would see him again in the movies. They don't need to bring him back at this point now. 
because it is no longer he has nothing to do with the story anymore. It's yeah, but that was a nice nod him. to the so nod to the rumors that he was still there. Yeah, because like Kirby being alive has opened up so many doors where you're like you really think about it and you're like we've never actually been told that most of these people died. We assume they all die when they get stabbed. Like we assume Kirby died when she got stabbed. Mm-hmm. But if she survived, there technically could be others. When Kirby gets stabbed, she's still breathing. You can hear her, she's still on the ground moaning when um, the Culkin brother walks away. Okay. She, she, We don't see her actually die, die. So that's what Wes Craven wanted to do. Oh, that Wes Craven wanted to do that? Yeah. Okay. Wes Craven wanted to make a Scream 5 and have Kirby in it. And in case he couldn't make a Scream 5, he made it ambiguous as to whether she died or not. If there wasn't going to be a Scream 5 of him then Kirby died. But if there was, then she'd be alive. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought that was like a radio silence thing. No, well, they they were honouring... They were honouring... Honouring... <laughs> <laughs> Wes Craven's wishes and brought her back. Okay. And, I mean, we knew she was back in the last movie. We saw that she was alive. The YouTube video said that she was a survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an interview with her. Because it never occurred to me she lived until Scream 5 came out. Mm, yeah, that was... It's in the... Audio commentary for Scream 4. Okay. I don't think I ever listened to that, I guess. Hayden Penetier is actually in the commentary. Oh, really? Yeah, they talk about they talk about that situation. Okay. He says that, I'm going to bring you back if we make a fifth one, yeah. And then he sadly passed away mm. long after, so... I, I did like the joke where Gail said something about, like, she didn't think they were letting children into the FBI, and Kirby's like, I'm 30. Yeah, yeah. so what do we think of Kirby and the FBI then? I think that's great. I think that's like a logical step Yeah. for someone who was a victim. Mm-hmm. She must have started quite early, mm-hmm. like, to get into the police and then the FBI and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I like that idea. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I watched the movie that she was going to be in the FBI. I, I had that spoiled for me a few days ago, and I was like, I, I wish I didn't know anything. All right. I didn't know because there was nothing in the trailers yeah. about it which I really liked. She was just there and it's like why would Kirby come back but it makes perfect sense that she's in the FBI. Mm-hmm. It's so funny though because she's like the idea that she has to tell Gail I'm 30 and I realised well she's like the same age as Gail in the first one. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I did like this movie and you liked it. Yeah. Two thumbs up. And Well and I mean and the thing is is like because Scream 3 is so bad this movie would have to be really bad for you to like not like it. <laughs> You know what I mean? The better not just don't bring back Skate Skate Ulrich because that that's creepy. That's weird. That does he does not look the same anymore. <laughs> he does not look like a sixteen year old boy anymore. He's yeah. he's a fifty year old man who looks his age. He looks great for his age, but he still looks his age. Mm-hmm. So that's all we have time for. Follow me on Twitter at Drop the Pilot Pod or at Shifty B. ShiftyBench.co.uk's website. Contact at ShiftyBench.co.uk is the email address. Where can people follow you online, Jen? I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter. Elon Musk's Twitter! Elon Musk's oh, Twitter. Ah, 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 ah. Oh my god. Dumpster fire. So, <laughs> we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Jen was yawning.